Turks and Caicos Islanders participate at multiple conferences. Jamaica rattled by 5.4 magnitude earthquake. Migrants start walking towards the United States. In sports, find out which TCI school was crowned boys football champions. A look at the weather and more. Listeners, it's Tuesday, October 31st, 2023. The 10th month of the year is over. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This is The Nation Station, RTC 89.1 FM. The annual human rights training for the Caribbean Ombudsman Association, or CAROA, started in November 2022. The Office of the Complaints Commission, TCI, was fortunate to participate in the training held on the 18th of October. In the context of its increasing cooperation with Caribbean states, the Commission has observed that awareness of the inter-American system needs to be strengthened so that the offices of ombudspersons could better use the system and its mechanism to support their work, especially in resolving cases that are not successful at the domestic level. At the meeting held late last year between the Executive Secretariat of the IACHR and the President of Koroa, it was recognized that all Caribbean countries were experiencing the same challenges. Therefore, it was requested that the IACHR assist Koroa in improving the knowledge of its members regarding the inter-American system of human rights and its mechanisms particularly those mechanisms that could be used for publicizing and protecting against human rights violations. This training aimed to expose members of the Caribbean Ombudsman Association and Caribbean NHRIs to the inter-American systems mechanisms resulting in increased usage of IACHR tools and mechanisms by Caribbean ombudspersons of human rights. This year, the emphasis of the presentation focused on petitions and preventative measures. There were two actual cases where the victims' human rights were trampled on. After reviewing the cases, the participants could debate them and conclude if it was a petition or precautionary measure. And the Turks and Caicos Islands government proudly announces the appointment of Zaria Ingham, a returning student and former junior minister of tourism and youth parliamentarian, to the post of communications coordinator within the communications directorate within the office of the premier and public policy. Ingham earned her bachelor's degree in communication arts with a concentration in organizational communications from Florida International University in July 2023. Her commitment to academic excellence is evident through her summa cum laude distinction. Prior to this, in November 2020, she graduated with honors from the Turks and Caicos Islands Community College, earning an associate's degree in business studies. Ingham's professional journey into the field of communication and marketing is fortified by a series of experiences. In August 2023, she worked as a freelance graphic designer and social media manager for outside-the-box advertising, 
contributing her skills to create and edit graphics for government agencies and private entities. Ingham also completed a social media marketing internship with Mochi, Inc. from May 2023 to August 2023. There, she engaged in various responsibilities, including copywriting, developing social media strategies, extensive trend research, administrative duties, and reporting. She also spent a year with the Caribbean Mission Society, serving as a social media marketing team member, creating customized graphic materials for social platforms to promote the Caribbean Mission Society's events. Ingham's commitment to her community and her advocacy for youth involvement and leadership is demonstrated through various roles that she previously held. Those roles include the former Junior Minister of Tourism for the Turks and Caicos from 2016 to 2017, Minister of Tourism, Culture, Heritage and Maritime Affairs for the Turks and Caicos Islands National Youth Parliament 2019 to 2021, former female CARICOM Youth Ambassador 2020 to 2022. Additionally, Ingham has created and actively maintains an advocacy platform focusing on areas including empowerment of women, youth, and the disabled, culture, climate change, and health. Now, Deputy Permanent Secretary in the Ministry of Tourism, Ron Lee James, and Director of the Department of Environment and Coastal Resources, Luke Clairvaux, attended the UNEP-CEP conferences held in Aruba on October 3rd through the 6th of 2023. The conference, prominent for its focus on implementing key environmental programs throughout the Caribbean region, brought leaders and experts from various government and non-government organizations from the Caribbean region to discuss and agree on key matters pertaining to the environment. The conference was divided into three separate segments, focusing on three key themes for the wider Caribbean region. 1. The 12th Conference of Parties to the Protocol Concerning Specially Protected Areas and Wildlife. 2. The 6th Conference of Parties to the Protocol Concerning Pollution from Land-Based Sources and Activities. 3. The 20th Intergovernmental Meeting on the Action Plan for the Caribbean Environment Program and the 17th Conference of Parties to the Convention for the Protection and Development of the Marine Environment. Deputy Permanent Secretary Ron Lee James represented the Minister of Tourism at the high-level ministerial sessions following the conclusion of the 17th Conference of the Parties to the Convention for the Protection and Management of the Marine Environment of the Wider Caribbean Region in collaboration with the United National Program, Cartagena Convention Secretariat, and the Kingdom of Netherlands. In his brief remarks, Deputy P.S. James spoke on the topic of improving connectivity and integrality towards the designation of marine protected areas and the Turks and Caicos Islands' contribution to regional sustainability. James and Clervo also took the opportunity to engage fellow UK Overseas Territories participants present at the conference to discuss some of the limitations faced by UKOTs in accessing some of the regional programs, resulting in a unified approach for better integration of UK overseas territories in the wider Caribbean region programs. The conference was considered an overall success as critical decisions were made and concrete actions taken to help safeguard our environment. 
Also, networking sessions yielded potential collaboration on whale and dolphin preservation, coral restoration, and implementing coral reef nurseries. That was Local News Regional is up next. A 5.4 magnitude earthquake rocked Jamaica at approximately 10.57 local time yesterday morning, October 30th. According to the United States Geological Survey, affected countries included Jamaica, Haiti, the United States minor outer-lying islands, and Cuba. The epicenter of the quake was 4 kilometers from Hope Bay, Jamaica, with a depth of 10 kilometers. The earthquake has so far been reportedly felt in the eastern and central parishes of the island, specifically Kingston and St. Andrew, Clarendon, St. Mary, St. Catherine, St. Thomas, Portland, St. Elizabeth, and Manchester. This follows a 4.3 magnitude earthquake that rocked the island in September. Structural damage has been reported in some parts of Portland and Kingston, among other parishes. The general consensus from Jamaicans on social media was that this was the strongest felt earthquake to hit the island in at least two decades. Several communities across the island, specifically those on the eastern side of the island, have reported damage. Structural damage has also been reported at the University of the West Indies in Kingston, the New Kingston Shopping Center, and other public buildings. The airports remain open and there have been no reported deaths so far. Some schools and business places in the affected parishes, however, have suspended operations. And Guyana's law enforcement swung into action in the early hours of Sunday, apprehending three individuals suspected of orchestrating scams targeting several automatic teller machines. The Guyana police force said that about 12.15 a.m., detectives from its criminal investigations department arrested 37-year-old technician Bojanarine Sandeep Gopal, 26-year-old welder Tulsi Rampersad, and 37-year-old cashier Akashmati Ramnarine. The suspects were under stringent surveillance after a report was made that they were targeting the ATMs of several commercial banks. Reports are that the suspects were observed at a Citizen Bank ATM located in a Georgetown mall. Dressing inconspicuously, Rampersad went into the ATM outlet, spent about 40 seconds, and returned to a black car occupied by his accomplices. It is further reported that they left the mall and went to a Citizen Bank ATM at another location in Georgetown, where Rampersad was again observed exiting the car and entering the ATM outlet, where he spent about 45 seconds before returning to the car. Following a thorough search of the suspect's vehicle, a discovery was made. The police found multiple cards, one Bank of America Visa debit card, a New York State Medicaid recipient card, and two blank cards. Now, in the commendable initiative aimed at advancing a healthcare education, nursing instructors from various Caribbean countries and territories recently immersed themselves in a transformative training course in Brazil, 
According to reports, the methodology will recreate professional practice scenarios in a controlled, participatory and interactive setting. Participation was robust with 22 dedicated nursing instructors marking their presence. These individuals hailed from a diverse array of nations, including Grenada, Antigua and Barbuda, the Bahamas, Barbados and the Turks and Caicos Islands, showcasing the rich tapestry of the Caribbean diaspora. The training was facilitated by the Pan American Health Organization. That was a look around the region. World News is up next. The United States has started bulk buying Japanese seafood to supply its military there in response to China's ban on such products, imposed after Tokyo released treated water from its crippled Fukushima nuclear plant into the sea. Unveiling the initiative in a Reuters interview on Monday, U.S. Ambassador to Japan Rahm Emanuel said Washington should also look more broadly into how it could help offset China's ban that he said was part of its economic wars. China, which had been the biggest buyer of Japanese seafood, says that its ban is due to food safety fears. The first purchase of seafood by the United States under the scheme involves just shy of a metric ton of scallops, a tiny fraction of more than 100,000 tons of scallops that Japan exported to mainland China last year. Emmanuel said the purchases, which will feed soldiers in masses and aboard vessels as well as being sold in shops and restaurants on military bases, will increase over time to all types of seafood. The United States military had not previously bought local seafood in Japan. The U.S. could also look at its overall fish imports from Japan and China and are also in talks with Japanese authorities to help direct locally caught scallops to U.S. registered processors. And consumers are being warned about more than two dozen eyedrop products sold over-the-counter at major retailers including CVS, Target and Rite Aid. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, also known as the FDA, says the eyedrop products were manufactured in a facility with insanitary conditions and carry a potential risk of eye infections that could result in partial vision loss or blindness. The FDA recommended the manufacturer of these products recall all batches on October 25, 2023, after agency investigators found insanitary conditions in the manufacturing facility and positive bacterial test results from environmental sampling of critical drug production areas in the facility. The impacted products are marketed under the brands CVS Health, Leader Cardinal Health, Rugby Cardinal Health, Right Aid, Target Up and Up, and Velocity Pharma, this according to the FDA. A full list of the 26 products can be found on the FDA's website. And about 5,000 migrants from Central America, Venezuela, Cuba, and Haiti set out on foot from Mexico's southern border Monday, walking north toward the United States. The migrants complained that processing for refugee or exit visas takes too long at Mexico's main migrant processing center in the city of Tapachula, 
near the Guatemalan border. Under Mexico's overwhelmed migration system, people seeking such visas often wait for weeks or months without being able to work. The migrants formed a long line Monday along the highway, escorted at times by police. The police are usually there to prevent them from blocking the entire highway and sometimes keep them from hitching rides. Monday's march was among the largest since June 2022. Migrant caravans in 2018 and 2019 drew for greater attention. That was World News Sport is up next. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten, twenty eleven, twenty twelve, twenty fifteen, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty one, and now twenty twenty three. Lionel Messi won the men's Ballon d'Or for a record extending eighth time on Monday after fulfilling his life's ambition by leading Argentina to the World Cup title in Qatar last year. Adding to his silverware, the one major trophy that eluded him in his storied career was the decisive factor in an otherwise quite mundane season for his standards at Paris Saint-Germain. The 36-year-old Messi won ahead of Manchester City forward Erling Haaland and his former PSG teammate Kylian Mbappe. Messi thanked his Argentina coach, teammates and staff for making his victory possible. Over to local sports, after a tumultuous championship game, the A. Louise Garland Thomas High School Hawks came out victorious in the Inter-High School Boys Football Championships 2023-2024. At full time, the Hawks had been tied with the T-SIPS Comprehensive High School 1-1, resulting in the game's fate relying on penalty kicks. After each team was afforded the opportunity to attempt at successfully kicking into the goal three times, the game resulted in T-SIP's defeat 4-3. For the third-place game, Maranatha Academy was slated to play against the H.J. Robinson High School Stallions. The Stallions took the field and the ball was kicked off at 10.38 a.m., with Maranatha Academy being a no-show, thus forfeiting the game. The boys' inter-high school football season 2023-2024 awards are as follows. First place, the A. Louise Garland Thomas High School. Second place, T-SIPS Comprehensive High. Third place, H.J. Robinson High School. The Golden Glove went to Edwin Garland of the A. Louise Garland Thomas High School. The Golden Boot, Idolin Gardner, A. Louise Garland Thomas High School. Joseph Alandi, T-SIPS. Fedens Love Del Sona, H.J. Robinson High. The league MVP went to Marco Williams from Marjorie Baston High School. Congratulations to you all. That wraps up sports. Let's take a look at the weather. Shower and thunderstorm activity has become minimal with a well-defined area of low pressure about 80 miles east of the northwestern Bahamas. This system is embedded in a region of very dry mid-latitude air with strong upper-level winds and additional development of this system is no longer anticipated. 
and there is a trough of low pressure over the eastern Caribbean Sea which is producing a large area of showers and thunderstorms that is beginning to show signs of organization. This system is expected to move westward during the next several days and environmental conditions appear conducive for additional development. A tropical depression is likely to form by the latter part of this week as the system enters the central or southwestern Caribbean Sea. Over to local weather conditions, cloudy skies, warm conditions, thunderstorms are expected, highs of 88 degrees with a real feel of 96, lows of 79 and winds are from the south-southeast at 6 miles per hour. That was a look at today's weather forecast. Recapping the news for today, Turks and Caicos Islanders participate at multiple conferences. Jamaica rattled by 5.4 magnitude earthquake. Migrants start walking towards the United States. In sports, we tell you which TCI school was crowned boys football champions. That was a look at the news for today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you missed today's presentation or any other, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store. Enjoy your evening. Thanks again for tuning in. Our afternoon news major is brought to you by CG Insurance. Good like that. Call them on 649-941-3195.